real treat today. Uh, one of my old mentors, John L. Smallwood, talking about his latest book, which he's been so gracious to offer five of you, the first five of you who schedule and keep your no obligation review. But John, uh, and, and we're going to get to some really funny stories of John and I from the past, John's dad. Uh, so this is a walk down memory lane and talking about the Biden tax plan along with the wealth curve. So this will be an exciting episode of the Financial Quarterback. Hi, John. How are you today? I'm doing really well, Josh. Thanks for having me. So, John, uh, for those who have not heard about you, uh, tell us your background. Well, I've been in the financial services um, since 1990. And um, we've grown a practice helping uh, businesses and entrepreneurs and wealthy people accumulate wealth, protect it, grow it, and kind of protect it from taxation and maximize the tax benefits each year that are available that are constantly changing. Um, We do that by bringing together multiple strategies and products designed to reduce taxes, reduce risk, uh, reduce fees and costs, and help people retire with more money and pass more to their family, which is usually the the largest goal. Enjoy it and pass it. So talk about your dad. I I, I love your dad and your mom. Uh, Yeah. Your dad, Dad you talk about some some books and some, uh, you talk about him a little bit and your family background in the book. Uh, so yeah, how's, how's your dad and, and what did he, what, what's the biggest lesson he taught you in the financial industry? Everything's going to change. Don't trust anything. There is not a miracle product there. There, you know, we, we grow up in the business thinking that, and you see it all the time. This financial product is going to be the best thing since sliced bread. This, and it comes from all avenues. It's not one directional and that, his position always was that it's the it's all of the financial decisions that you're going to make and and the coordination of those decisions that's going to make or break it and the industry wants to push a product it wants to push a service it wants to push something and that doesn't bring it down to success and as you know when I came into the business I started on the life insurance side because that was the quickest and easiest way in and the life insurance industry has some fantastic products, and it has some terrible products. And what you, what I found is that everybody, you know, was pushing different nuances. And what we found was that some of it was great, and some of it was terrible. But I guess what, you know, coming into a family business, um, joining my father right out of college in 1990, one of the things that he taught me is he taught me how to fish. He taught me that you can know everything about, you know, this tax law or that tax law, but if you don't have a client to talk to and you don't have a client to help, it's worthless. And he taught me how to go out and find clients, and that that was one of the greatest things. And then when the client has a specific um, problem, you're going to become you're going to research the heck out of that and find out how to solve that client's problem. And then from there, you can take that and keep compounding that and providing that to people that are similar. I can still close, I can close my eyes and see his, um, your dad's known as JP. 
You're JL, yep. he's JP. And I can still visualize, you know, his hands moving around while he's wearing a suit <laughs> jacket. And I'm there. I don't know how old I was. Uh, we're going to talk about our story. That'll be funny for the <laughs> listeners. But uh, I can still see him with his hand movements. And he was like prophesying over me and talking about Deepak Chopra. And uh, your dad is just, uh, he's a great guy. I miss him. I got to tell you, I got to tell you, when you entered our lives, we were on a, we were, we were doing really well and we were growing and it was fantastic. But what was unique was when my father brought me in, most people in the industry, if you don't hit certain numbers at a certain time frame, which I didn't, okay, you were out. And with and with him, he just said, just keep going and doing this and doing this and you'll grow into it. And within like five or six years, you know, we were we were we had grown dramatically. And what what was really crazy to me is that if I didn't have that mentor from him, I would have been out of the business. And 30 years later, you know, it's the greatest thing that we've ever done. Um, the, the business yeah. is fantastic, helping people. We, you know, this kind of, of a conversation is what we're trying to accomplish. Is It's not about this product or that product. It's just how do we get you to the end game? How do we get you through retirement? How do we get you safely through? How do we protect the wealth so it doesn't get gobbled up by the corporations and nursing homes and things like, you know, and that was really the conversation because, well, our wealth is under attack. I mean, it, you know, everybody's trying to take it from us at all terms. Yeah, and I and definitely that, want to get that, to the wealth attack, but, but I love yeah, and that mentorship, your dad, your dad that mentorship. Is, is a mentor. He's, he is. Yeah. And you too. I mean, I, okay. So let's talk. So we're going to talk about how your wealth is under attack people. We're going to talk about the book. The bell, the book is It's Your Wealth, Keep It, the definitive guide to growing, protecting, enjoying, and passing on your wealth. From one of my, uh, if there was a Mount Rushmore of figures in my life from the financial perspective, it helped me. I mean, there were many people, my family, spiritual leaders, and then financial leaders. John was one of them. And JP, his dad. And he, he, he did that for me, too. I don't know if uh, I would have been in the business without him. Uh, yeah. You know, when I met him and, and you, you know, I was disillusioned. Uh, and, and we both had a very similar journey, uh, a few years difference. Uh, I, I came to the small woods. It was interesting. I don't even know how I found you. I think I called you. And and I said, can I can I can I shadow you? And then I I never left. So yeah, that was the funniest thing ever. Like you call me, you were very unhappy with where you were. Um, can I come and talk to you? And I'm like, absolutely, come in and talk to me. We'll figure out. We'll give you direction. And then you're like in the office next to me. I'm like, how did this happen? How, how's he here? I think your <laughs> dad was like, growth. why don't you take that desk? You're going to be really good in this business. <laughs> And uh, it, it was funny. So, so let's let's because uh, I think it's helpful for people to realize when we met, you were a rarity. I was a rarity. 
Uh, I was, I don't know how old I was. What was I, 22? You were in your 20s. You were in your 20s. I was at you least were in your 20s. maybe 23, newly married, uh, just got a master's degree. I was recruited by a financial firm, and I was disillusioned that they put, put product over process. And so I sought out a community of professionals. We had uh, Bob Castellone on a few months ago, one of my mentors as well. Uh, one of my mentors, my mentors too. are all pretty odd guys. No offense, John, but like uh, none Jeff, taken. Uh, Bob used to insult me, and and you fired me. We'll talk about that later on. My mentors, <laughs> my mentors. I, I, no, no, no. I didn't fire you. I yeah, so we'll talk free. about that let's, one day. Let's be real. Let's well, I think I, I think going back. Yes, it's a setting free. At the time, yeah. it, it was very. Uh, you know, I was crushed, but it was probably one Not of the best sure. things that ever happened to me. But I was very crushed. I never wanted to leave. I loved, I loved your, your place. So I go out, newly married, starting to learn the business. And there were very few people who knew what they were doing, who had the combination of protection, savings, and growth, and really understood what it meant to be a fiduciary. You talk about in your book, uh, Wealth Curve, uh, well, it's your wealth, keep it. Sorry, Wealth Curves, your, your, uh, your program that we'll talk about right. also. So It's Your Wealth, Keep It is the book by John Smallwood. So I was sort of searching. I had a couple people who kept me in the business, uh, and you were one of them. Your father was one of them, and, I, and I'm very grateful, indebted to you. And it, it's funny that, you know, I, I went there, and, and I did. I never left. Everybody was so nice, and... I started really thriving there. And then, then all of a sudden, uh, I don't even know how it happened. I think you asked me to leave once. <laughs> then I kept staying. And then uh, a yeah. second time, I think we, we paused. It wasn't like a negative asking to leave uh, folks either. It was, it was just no. like, you know, you want to do your own thing. I want to do my own thing. Uh, you know, so why don't we part ways early? It, it was a distraction to you. But it was it was funny. I don't know. I, 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 well, I want you to hear your take on it when we return from the first break yeah, okay. of the hour, because it, it's funny, uh, and I think people love to hear real life. But but one of the things that your book impresses, like everybody now talks fiduciary, but back then, and and also your book also, uh, it's your wealth keep it distinguishes between those with the fiduciary licenses. And those who are actually doing the job of a, of a fiduciary, having the license really is meaningless unless you act like one. We're going to talk about what it means to act like a fiduciary. But you always did when, when, when I met you. I was searching for proper mentors. You provided great mentorship in my life when I, I, I guess I would be like probably 23 and really provided me with uh, – a way to stay in the business. So thank you for that. John L. Smallwood, his book, It's Your Wealth, Keep It. And we'll give it to you for free. Or uh, you can go to johnlsmallwood.com and buy the book. And it will be uh, the best, uh, however many uh, dollars it is, or you'll get it for free with us. You can get it on Amazon, $19.99. Or free when you schedule and keep your no obligation review. It's your wealth. Keep it. It's interesting. Amazon's so weird. 
They're already selling used copies of your book for fifteen thirty six. People are so odd, right? That that's true with my book. <laughs> I see used copies of my book for sale. But hey, it's uh, it's your wealth. Keep it. We'll be back after these messages with JL's take on my uh, on my firing. Maybe more lessons from your dad, JP, and the wealth curve. And we're going to talk about how your wealth's under attack when we return. This is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. Don't touch that dial. Today, we are saluting Italian-American artists in honor of Columbus Day on Monday. So, JL, your take on my untimely firing at your firm. <laughs> yes. So, my, my perspective on it was you and I, two very strong-willed people, going in a common direction, but going in a different way to get there. And we saw you with tremendous potential, and we felt that we were going in different directions. So the best thing was to let you basically go do that, but we didn't want to do it with you because we wanted to go in a different direction. Now, you're on the radio. I'm not. Yeah. So go from there. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great. It was wonderful. It was. I was so crushed, though. You have no idea. Because I, I, I would. I, I think one I'm day sorry. I was telling people in the office, uh, "Oh, I want to f- create my own firm, and I have this own." And then <laughs> you, you, and it really was like an innocent thing as a kid. You know, I was. I, I don't know. I was like twenty two, twenty three. But hey, thank God you believed in me. Uh, so that was no, we, great. I mean, we, without we, without we, your tutelage. We, yeah, I mean, we knew you were going to be successful, my, and my father saw. It. He was like, "This guy's going to be really. He's going to he's going to do great things." And you know, when you want to create your own business and you want to do it your own way, because you know, I always used to joke if somebody could just design all the back office functions so that the clients can go through the process and the details be coordinated and everything be perfect, I would go there and I would do it. But it, you know, that doesn't exist. So you and I built it. I mean, you built your own processes. I built my own processes so the clients could have a wonderful experience and go through the entire process and get that macro planning that we were told about, but it didn't exist in any environment. Everybody just wanted you to, you know, do one aspect of the 27 components of your of your plan that you mentioned in your, you know, in your analysis but they were doing one thing and we know one thing is not going to be successful we know it's got to be multiple things and i'm telling you folks there were like zero people that i could find maybe three or four in the country that were adding the protection savings and growth and here's what i mean you'll go to a dinner seminar and somebody will recommend an annuity well, what about your assets that you want in the market? What about your insurance component? What about your protection, your wills, your this, your that? And I was looking and I saw, this was as a newbie in the industry, how it was either pro-insurance and anti-investments, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, or pro-investments and anti-protection. And I wanted something different. So thank you for providing that. It is bigger now than it was then. But it was non-existent when we started. I mean, very other than what you did and a few others here and there. 
I think and the reason is it's complex. It's not easy to do. It's not easy to go through all of those areas and coordinate them and be aware of what's out there. It's not an easy thing. It's easier to, you know, to silo and focus in on one thing and ignore everything else. But yet many advisors are putting themselves out as this macro plan, but the solution is just one thing. It's, you know, here's my hammer and it's, you know, that's my solution. And the reality is it's not going to happen. Yeah. Now we're seeing it as my solution is the pie because I'm a, uh, you know, whatever fiduciary, Uh, you know, like everybody's just sticking people in the pie. Well, if everyone's in the pie, then there's going to be pricing anomalies and there's going to be actually value in going against the pie. Yeah. So there was value in the pie 20 years ago because nobody was doing it. <laughs> uh, right. It's so interesting. So let's uh, talk about the book. Uh, what prompted you to write the book? And uh, it's, you know, uh, what was the genesis for the book? I remember we were talking about your book a couple of years ago. So I'm glad you wrote it. Yeah, no, in it was Portugal. in my brain. Yeah, yeah, it was in my brain for years. And I... I had tried to write it multiple times, stop, start, stop, start, and found the, the people that published it, Advantage Media, and they put together a process that allowed me to do this. And what I wanted to do was to create something that focused on the core beliefs, which was maximizing protection, reducing taxes, reducing risk, reducing fees and costs, but giving people the vision of how to get to, how do I get to retirement and go through retirement as safe as I possibly can? Because in that retirement, that first 15 years of retirement, or if you're you know, 50 getting ready to that next 15 years to set up to get to retirement, it's how do you structure yourself so that when events like we're experiencing now happen, you are positioned to benefit on either side of the coin. And, you know, we talk about savings rate. We talk about the psychology behind the savings rate. We talk about what I call a perfect uh, balance, which is having all of these things going at the same time. And what the experience has been, and this is sort of what I wanted to have happen, but I didn't expect it to actually happen, is that people are actually reading the book and saying, I realized this was not the right choice. I don't understand, you know, this, and I want to learn more about this. And they're, and they're seeing it as, as, oh, my God, for the first time in my life that I understand the big picture of where you're heading and what you're trying to accomplish. And most, you know, so, so we wrote it. We put it out there, and it, it, it. Many of my clients are saying it's like I'm having you know the, that conversation with you behind the doors in your office or on the phone. You know, it's that intimate conversation about my wealth. And we, in our process, in your process, before we do anything, you know, before we even get any financial information, I want to have this conversation about you. I want to find out. Tell me about you and your family. Because you and your family are the most important parts of your plan, and there's going to be positive pressure and there's going to be negative pressure from that family dynamic, right? There could be inheritances. There could be liabilities. There's college costs. There's all the stuff that's coming from that core. And then go through the income and go through 
the taxes and the savings and the debt structures and the lifestyle and the assets and you know all those things and the, and that protection but that that foundation about you cuz you the individual are the most important part of the entire plan and that's not the way it's focused in the you know in the financial advisory space it's always about how good our products are and our products you know you had Castellone on a few months ago and one of the things that he always focused and taught me was it's not about the product. Let's, you know, let's, let's take the analogy to golf or tennis. Let's perfect the swing first and then go to the bat rack and pick our favorite, you know, bat out or the golf club or the tennis racket. Cause it doesn't really matter what product you're using. You know, there are better products, right? But the idea is that if, this, if the coordination is proper, then you can get great success with any, you know, with really good products in that area, but spend the time on the design rather than the product. Don't find, don't, you know, fit the product in, fit the strategy in. So that's, that's what we wanted to do. And I wanted if to you get ask, it out. So, you know, let me interject. If you yeah. could ask uh, one question at your first meeting, what do you think's the most valuable question you ask at a first meeting? So for somebody sitting home right now to ask themselves about their financial planning journey. What keeps you up at night? That's a good one. About your current finances and where you're going to be in the future. What's bothering you? Right? Yeah, it's great. Let's just, let's just poke that there. Because what I find is people don't want to address where they are. There's, you know, I'm 52 years old. I should be further. I should have more money. You know, all the should stuff, right? And the reality is I'm where I am. Let's figure out where the heck I am and how do I get to where I want to go and what's reasonable in the time frame to, to get there. Yeah, that's a so good a point. Are, yeah, that's a great point. A lot of people will say to me, you could probably get this, you know, that they're proud of where they've been or they want to compare themselves to others. That's yeah. a really bad method of financial planning. You have to make what you have now, where you are now, the most efficient and effective space. You can't say, oh, yeah. two years ago, I should have done this, or I'm better than the guy over there. Where are you right now, and how do you make that more efficient and effective exactly? So we'll take a short break. When we return, folks, give me a call. 800-321-0710. If you have a question for John Smallwood, the guy who fired me as a 23-year-old, uh, <laughs> give us a call, 800-321-0710. And uh, re really, thank you, John, for keeping me in the business without uh, you and your dad. Uh, you know, I don't know where I would have been. You know, it was a very, very interesting business back then. And... You're one of the good guys. So, folks, give us a call, 800-321-0710. Go over to Amazon, buy the book, It's Your Wealth, Keep It. I read it last night, enjoyed it, uh, every page. So, folks, if you want the book, we'll give it to you for free. You can go to Amazon right now, buy it at $19.99 on Amazon, or we'll give it to you for free when you schedule and keep your no-obligation review at 888-988-JOSH, 888 
988-5674. We'll be back after these messages. Italian American Heritage Today on the program. All the songs in and out are by Italian Americans. The other people with, uh, you know, we're saluting today people with vowels at the end of their name. Like, well, not Jelinski, but Jelinski is an Italian, but you know what I mean. So John L. Smallwood, the author of the book, It's Your Wealth, Keep It. What is the ideal savings rate? You talk about that in your book a little bit. And if somebody's starting right now, what would you recommend them to do? Somebody's starting, they got two nickels to rub together for the first time in their life. You know, they got whatever saved in the bank. Uh, What are your first four things they should do? Well, first four things to do. First thing is to start the savings rate. So, my goal for clients that are making under $100,000 a year is to at least put away 10% of the gross, so $10,000 a year. Now, depending upon who they are and what they're doing, you know, where does it go? That's the second question. But first is put up a savings account, get it out of the checking account, and put it in a separate high-yielding savings account. Start that process. You know, we're going to talk, I think, today about the 401k, but so many people, so many individuals leave the match on the table, which is part of your compensation, if you think about it, right? And they don't contribute to the plans because they don't understand it. So we want to look at that. The most important part of your plan is your ability to work, right, to get up every day and work. So we want to maximize the life insurance, whether it's term insurance or something else. We want to make sure that the disability isn't key. It, you know, it's in the right structure so that if you became disabled on this beautiful weekend because you were doing something, you know, fun and it didn't end well, that you're not, you know, out of money in six weeks and moving home with mom. Um, but as you climb up the ladder and you make more and more money, cross over the 100, get to 200, we want to keep pushing 15, 20, 25% above 300,000. And that is the fuel that powers the engine of wealth creation. If you don't put the fuel in, you're not going to get to where you want to go. In the book, you know, in the book on savings rate, I did an interesting chart. I don't know if you remember because you were probably sleeping as you were reading it last night, right? Because it was late. No, it was exciting. <laughs> I'm kidding with you. But I did this thing where if a person is a 5% saver or a 10% saver or a 15% saver, that psychological part of it, meaning if I'm only putting away 5% of my income, that means between taxes and spending, I'm spending the other 95%, right? Between taxes and lifestyle. The 15% saver, is got an extra 10%. So he's only spending 85%. So what happens is we talk a lot about withdrawal rate. You know, what's the sustainable, reasonable withdrawal rate? How do I not run out of money? The low saver is a higher spender. And that higher spending gets you in a position where you can probably never accumulate enough money unless you get a, you know, one of these lightning bolt stocks that, you know, goes from a dollar to $300, right? Or to 2000 Right. But the idea is that that mindset of overspending is the problem. 
and I've been guilty of it. My, you know, I've been guilty of it because I'm always about the future and I've overspent in my lifetime. And when I learned that lesson of saving first, it puts everything else in, in check because then you spend within the means. Now, if a client has credit card debt, you know, before the break, we were talking about the single, you know, somebody comes to you and, hey, I have $100,000 to invest. And, you know, most advisors would just say, okay, great. But the reality is, well, let's say they have $50,000 of credit card debt at 15 or 18%. They shouldn't be investing. They should be getting rid of that debt, right? So it's, it's the what should you do, that top four things, protect your wealth, protect the income, protect your, your economic value, which is maxing out you know, term life insurance as a young person that's convertible to some sort of permanent policy. So you guarantee the insurability of yourself. So it's that savings rate. And then once you hit that, that savings rate, one of the things I want my clients to have in liquid assets, I want them to have 50% of the annual income in, in savings. So when times like this occur and people go through financial stress, they've got a lot of different backstops to go through. They've got cash. They've got money in multiple places. You can ride through and weather the storm. Because this, you know, things are – Things always happen. There's always a there's always a black swan coming from somewhere. We don't know when, where, and how, but it's always like you know it always it's very destructive. It's a, a destructor of wealth. So. This is so good. Uh, he's dropping gold, folks. Um, I, I there's four different things you said, and I was just at. Oh, I mean, I want to tear up. Just at another funeral for a young man. And I just think we just have to ingrain those first four things. You and I share those exact same first four things. Isn't that great? So, for folks, I would tell you this. If you're interviewing a financial advisor, you ever see people <laughs> – I'm sure you do. People come to you, John. They have this like the 15 questions to ask your advisor. Yep. And And it's like, you know – it's really leading you to a particular conclusion to use the guy who presented that chart, right? It's like so ridiculous. But I mean, Actually, some of the questions our are good. People, our marketing people had us put one together. We have one and I'm like, it's leading. Yeah. I mean, it's like leading questions. and it's like, oh, well, do you, are you a fiduciary? Well, now everybody's a fiduciary. So it doesn't, I would say, are you the right type of fiduciary? And this is how you find out. I'll give it to you right now. You ask the advisor you're meeting with, we hope it's us, John, me, call 888-988-JOSH, look up johnlsmallwood.com, and we have nothing to do with each other uh, other than, you know, we cheer each other on from afar. But the point is, if you know you have a good advisor, you ask them, what are the first four things I need to do as a financial client of yours? Number one, six months of savings in the bank. Number two, 10 to 15% savings rate. Number three, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm rephrasing yours a bit uh, just for punch, but you could correct me. Number three, make sure you have enough life insurance to replace your economic value to your family. So if you make 100 grand a year and you plan on working for 20 years, you should have $2 million of term that's convertible to permanent insurance and disability insurance equal to two thirds of your income. If you do not, 
if, if you interview somebody and they don't give you those four answers or some version of those four, that's how you know you don't have a good financial advisor. Because what if, if they're just looking to take the first 20 or 30 grand that you've saved, that could be the oxygen your family needs to weather unemployment or a death or a disability. And um, I don't know, what do you, you want to comment on that? I think that was a yeah, great or, answer or, you, you gave. You know, the problem credit card debt happens and it's destructive because people don't have the backstop, right? You know, the furnace goes, the air conditioning goes, uh, you know, the core stuff, the car breaks down, right? And you end up in the credit card debt and then you, you're, you're, you're fighting out of that, right? And I think it's, it's that, that liquidity, that six months of liquidity is there for, I always like to call it, it's there for opportunities and emergencies. Opportunities are, you know, events that occur that provide tremendous opportunity in your life, right? Meaning right now, if you have liquid cash, depending upon where you are, there are tremendous opportunities in the business market. There are a lot of businesses that are going to fail, unfortunately, as a result of where we are, but that's going to open the door for new businesses to, to come in and dominate. And if you have the ability to take advantage of that, and I say that in a nice way, okay, this is, this is your time to succeed. And my, my grandfather used to tell me, ready money is Aladdin's lamp. I would be like, as a kid, like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and he's like, if you don't have available cash and an opportunity presents itself and you can't take advantage of it, you just miss the opportunity. So you got to have ready cash. It doesn't matter what it's earning. doesn't matter what the rate of return is. It doesn't matter if you could do better somewhere else. It's that liquidity that's going to provide extraordinary value, but also peace of mind. There's nothing like knowing that you've got six months in the bank if everything collapses. Nothing. Now that's that's that. beautiful. Number so uh, those top four things are so critical, folks. And the average financial person. I mean, I am heartbroken with how many GoFundMe pages I see because people didn't have enough life insurance. You know what I mean? I don't know if, if you've seen that phenomenon lately. Somebody dies without life insurance, without enough. Friends set up a GoFundMe page. I think it's good to do that. I'm just saying back in the old days, you know, Ozzy and Harriet, you got married, you got life insurance. Or else you didn't get married. You know, there was that whole rule, you know, if you don't get a life insurance policy, you're not marrying my daughter. I think that's a good, I think that's a good rule. So we'll be back uh, taking your questions, folks, at 800-321-0710. If you have a question for John L. Smallwood, you could go to johnlsmallwood.com. Call us at 888-988-5674, and you get the free book, 888-988-JOSH. It's your wealth. Keep it. Next, we're going to talk about the wealth curve. So we talked about the first four things you need to do to be a financial success. And then we're going to talk about the wealth curve and the software that John created. Up next, this is Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. Don't touch that dial. Back.
with John L. Smallwood. Call us at 888-988-JOSH if you want the free book by John L. Smallwood of johnlsmallwood.com called It's Your Wealth. Keep it, or you go to Amazon, buy the book right now, 888-988-JOSH. If you're among the first five who schedule and keep your no-obligation 27-point ultimate financial game plan, we will give you a copy of his book free. And it is a nice, easy read, and I'm, I'm so glad you wrote the book. So, who do we have? Uh, okay, what do we have next? So, basically, we're, we talked about the four things you got to do. Your wealth curve. What's up with this wealth curve? I know this is your own thing, uh, but people need to know about their wealth curve. Uh, what is it, and why do they need to know about it? So, the visualization is when you think about your future on a like an exponential curve, looking at is 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 my wealth trending upwards or is the curve going sideways or is it trending downward? And what pressure is being put on that positive and or negative that's helping lift the curve or decrease that curve? And the idea is that when you visually see, hey, I'm going to be out of money by 75, by age 75, what, am, what can I do today to stop that from happening? Right. And we put together what, what we call a blueprint. It's a wealth curve blueprint, which is a a complete snapshot of where you are understanding the income sources, the savings rate or the withdrawal rate, the tax, you know, all the layers of tax, not just the federal tax, but the state tax, the FICA and all the things which we want to talk about later. And then understanding where that wealth goes. Where does it go to non-deductible debt? Where does it go to mortgage principal and interest? What are your real estate taxes? What are your insurance costs? And then getting down to that lifestyle number. Most people really don't know what they spend on a monthly basis. And you and I have both experienced this, where somebody comes in and says, hey, I need you to build me a retirement plan that's going to get me 10000 a month. And we used to go as young kids, we would go do it, you know, 23. Oh, yeah, sure, sir. We'll, we'll build that plan for you. And then you realize they don't need 10. They needed 15. The plan's never going to work, right, because they weren't, they weren't understanding where, what they were really spending. And there's this stupid thing that says you're going to spend less money in retirement. You know, you work 40, 50 hours a week now, and now you're going to fill that time with free time and free time, you know, <laughs> requires money. <laughs> I spend more on the weekends than I do during the week. All right. Yeah. that so, That's a great point. You spend more in retirement than you'd ever think. Or I get people say, well, my kids are leaving out of the house and then they spend more willingly on the grandkids than the kids. People oh, do not God. have a true sense of spending. That's a great point. So let's go on to the, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just move forward. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we're going to go to the Biden tax plan. How does Biden's plan differ from how the current 401k system provides tax benefits for people in different tax brackets? This is a really important conversation. Um, let's start with the foundation of the 401k plan now. The, the sole purpose of putting money 
into a 401k plan or an IRA or whatever similar plan is to defer money from the current tax bracket to hopefully a lower bracket in the future. And we all you know, we can argue that all day long whether that's going to happen or not. But if if you end up in the same bracket or a higher bracket, it doesn't make any sense. Okay, to defer. The other part of a, of a 401k is to take advantage of that company matching dollar. You know, and typically, depending on the corporation where you are, if you put in three percent of your salary, you might get three percent in a match. That's money that's really important to a lot of people. It's accelerating the savings rate. It's helping you put more money away. Now, in the Biden, in the current plan, you're you're getting a deferral. You're basically putting in $10,000 to the plan, whatever your tax marginal bracket is, which we'll talk about, is you're deferring it. And later on, when you take the money out, you'll pay taxes. Okay. So Biden in his tax plan wants to take the top marginal bracket from 37 to 39.6. But if you look at the current Trump tax law, at about $400,000 worth of income, your, your effective bracket, your marginal bracket, marginal means effective is the average of what you pay in tax, and marginal is where your last dollar is being taxed. So if I make $400,000 to 414, that money is being currently taxed at 32%. When I go above 414, married filing joint, I'm paying tax at a 35% bracket. So this is a a massive increase for 400 to $500,000 earners because what, what you're talking about is you're going from 3235 to 39.6, okay? He's also in his tax plan. And we'll talk more and, about that. We got to take our final break of the hour John L Smallwood, johnlsmallwood.com. Give us a call now 888-988-Josh for his Free book, It's Your Wealth, Keep It When You Schedule and Keep Your 27-Point Ultimate Financial Game Plan. Get his uh, book at no charge or go to Amazon and search for It's Your Wealth, Keep It. We'll be back after these messages. We're going to talk about the Biden tax plan. So a massive tax increase on those who make over four hundred grand. Uh, there's also, if, if the Trump tax cut is repealed, then this was something that Neither Trump nor Pence brought up in their debates. They're going to lose the 20% small business tax credit, which is helping a lot of small businesses. If you make 100 grand, if you make 50 grand, if you make 150, get a 20% write off on your QBI income. So I think they should be hitting back on that. They're not even talking about that. So in the plan, right? In his proposal, not only are they. You know, talking about raising the rates, and this is this is what always happens, right? There's two, there's two to three things that occur at the same time, so we get rid of that qualified business income deduction, and he's, I, you know, I read different things on it, but that if you make a hundred thousand dollars in profit and and you're below four hundred thousand, you're you're getting a twenty percent deduction, so you're only paying tax on eighty percent of the income. That's a huge win in this current tax law, and it's it's what's responsible for 
so many small businesses growing and hiring more and more people and that benefit, right? But let's dig into this. So he repeals the, the 2017 TCJA, which then restores soft and it restores all these things, right? But in his proposal, over 400000 he's limiting the itemized deductions to 25%. So if you have $100,000 of state and local taxes and mortgage interest combined, you're going to get 25000 of that, right? So, so the effective bracket increase is not just that you know, 37 to 39.6, but now we're exposing a lot more money to taxation. And for those income earners above 400,000, he's also proposing a 12% Medicare tax on the additional income. So that's another, that's a 52%, 53% tax rate. And then, oh, you're going to put money in your 401k. We're not going to give you a deferral. We're going to give you a tax credit. So a credit, a deferral, I defer to the future, a tax credit is a dollar for dollar reduction in your taxes. But, it, you know, the high wage earner, if you put 10000 in and you're in the effective bracket of, let's say, you know, 35% with, you know, your state and tax, so you, let's just say you're at a 40% combined bracket, you're, you're deferring $4,000. The proposal is the tax credit gives you either a 20% or a 26% tax credit. Yeah, so you're so essentially only- doubling the tax you pay. On a 401k Correct. deferral, because you're not right. getting a four grand tax deferral. You're getting like a two grand. So you're paying two grand more in taxes. It's actually a 50% increase on. And then later. Yeah. And then later on, the money's going to come out and be taxed. at whatever mm. the bracket is in the future. Yeah. It's like you could just simply destroy the incentive for people to put money in to their retirement plans. Like I wouldn't put a dime into 401k. If that's the case at all, mm. I wouldn't, you know, it doesn't make any sense. Now, there are, you know, 401 Roth and things like that, that, you know, pay the tax now, put the money in, grow it and get it tax free. I'm weary of those things also. But in wonderful in in, in balance, you got to look at this. But this well, is thank you. This is exciting. John L. folks, buy his book today. It's your wealth. Keep it the definitive guide to growing, protecting, enjoying and passing on your wealth. Five free copies for the first five of you who schedule your no-obligation review 27-point ultimate financial game plan, 888-988-JOSH. Welcome to the end of the video. Smallwood Wealth Management is an investment advisor representative. The opinions expressed by Smallwood Wealth Management and guests on this show are their own. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Information presented for this educational purposes only. Moreover, no listener should assume that any discussions or information presented serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized advice from Smallwood Wealth Management or from any other investment professional and is not intended as an offer of solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities investments, or investment strategies. Smallwood Wealth Management is not a law firm or an accounting firm, and no portion of this presentation should be interpreted as legal, accounting, or tax advice. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation 
or objectives and is not intended as a recommendations appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Thank you for listening.